Welcome back to Weekend at Berkman's, show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. There's always a question as to whether or not his internet's going to work after that It's one. working fine! And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Hanks. Hello, folks. All right, welcome back. Uh, unfortunately, our cadence here's uh slow down a little bit but um hmm. we'll work on that we got we got some room for improvement we need, need improvement but it's it is the season it is the season it steven the season. i know you're missing it, it is i feel for you guys best of luck yeah my yeah you got a good ulcer right now that's not appropriate for camera mark um so I think we've each, uh, it's, it's kind of nice uh, to, to one of our super fans, uh, this one's for you. So when you, when you give a little bit of time in between episodes, you, you, you know, you get a little, could potentially get a little bit better content. So each of us has a little story to tell about a, uh, a trip or a thing that we did. So I'm going to start with Mark. Uh, you know, what's the saying? Uh, cherish your elderly ones. So I'll, I'll give you oh. a chance to go first. Wow. Um, so you, you know, you're living uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous over there with the with the insperity in the, in the woodlands there. So two years in a row. Yep. Um, couldn't get Stephen in this year though, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, got the invite. Was... He just didn't want to come. <laughs> so what what was that like? How did it uh, How did it compare to last year? I saw I saw a keynote there. Sounded like this year might have been a lot better than last year, not to oh. mention the person you got to play with. But what was what's your what's your kind of quick take on how the Insperity Pro Am and uh, Hubbub was this year? Uh, for first and foremost, any if you ever get the chance and find yourself in Houston the last weekend of April on there or abouts, and you have some free time on a Saturday or Sunday, go to the Insperity. They put on a, a world class tournament over there at the uh, the Woodlands. At the country club, the TPC course, highly, highly recommend it. A lot of great causes, a lot of good charities. That's my first comment. Really good stuff there. Uh, yes, did get fortunate enough to get the invite back for the uh, Pro-Am on Thursday. Uh, as the week started, uh, I'm one of these weather hawks. I'm watching to see what kind of weather is going to impact my my life. And sure enough, on Thursday, it said that it was like 80% chance of rain. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, it got down to about 60% chance on Thursday. And sure enough, it did not rain Thursday, but it rained so much on Wednesday that they had to push our tea time back um, on Thursday morning to uh, to a 2.30 tea time. And they shortened it from an 18-hole uh, thing to a 9-hole thing, which oh, was like live. Yeah, it's very much – it was live-like on the senior – it was a senior tour, champions tour live version. Um. But, you know, we had a dinner Wednesday night, which was nice. Got to meet the team, um, got uh, the pairings. We, it was a little bit different than last year, Stephen. We, uh, my my host opted for the player dinner as opposed to the um, whatever pairings party. Oh. Different format, different uh, dress, different accoutrements, if you will. Um, but anyway, I got paired with Retief Goosen. Um the That's goose, cool. the goose. It was, uh, it, I mean, again, all of these guys out there are guys that I watched growing up. And when I was told Retief Goose and I kind of started smiling and I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. This is amazing. Last yeah. year it was, it was Lee Jansen, amazing fella, just top notch quality guy. And now Retief, I'm like, oh, 2001, I was in college. 
winning at Southern Hills, all the various things over the years in the, the competition, him just amazing guy. Um, so that, that was the, the, what, you know, I found that out on Wednesday. We also had the opportunity to, uh, get fitted for a new stick. Um, and it was kind of a very, you know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I just bought myself a new driver. It was a Callaway fitting. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so I go down there, uh, on the range, they had this little cordoned off section of the range and, you know, I'm warming up, warming up, no problem. Well, I get in there, you know, on the launch monitor, the Callaway guys, all right, take a swing. I, I make a swing. And then I feel my arm, like somebody's grabbing my arm and I'm like, oh no, what's going on here? And I turn and look and Hale Irwin goes slow. He goes, it was like, slow down, slow down. He's like, where are you going? Said, slow down. Yeah. He said, slow down. Where are you going? Slow. What do you yeah. mean? Slow down. My swing, swing, my transition. Let me tell the story, Stephen. Jeez. Wait. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, 240 down the middle. I'm not sure you can swing any slower. <laughs> he said, slow down. I'm like, well, sir, you have to, I have to admit, I'm kind of, I said, I'm kind of a 220 down the middle kind of guy. He goes, not with that speed. He's like, slow down the transition. So I swing another one. He comes back over there. He's like, where, where what's the hurry? He's like, you don't have to pay any more to go any faster on the transition. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try. The next one I hit a little bit better. And then all of a sudden another guy comes up and he helps me retee my ball. And he, and he, he reaches out to shake my hand. And he's like, Hey, I'm Ken. I'm like, Hey, I'm Mark. I'm telling you the first few swings. It didn't dawn on me that it was Ken Duke. And he's like, Hey, oh, let's wow. take a look at your swing. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he helped me do some things. Uh, and I think the one after he, you know, changed like 18 things in my next swing, I think I duck hooked <laughs> it, hit somebody. Um, but man, what a cool experience. But having Hale Irwin tell me to slow down um, the transition, Steve, and not the, you know, world-class speed of my swing um, was, was pretty amazing. And then just get to sit there and watch these guys warm up was was fantastic. I mean, you name them, they were all there. Uh, we So we got to play. We played with Retief. What an amazing guy. I mean, just anything and everything. Talked about stuff from his winery and his wines that he owns and specs to – you know, his thoughts on various tour stops. It was great. I mean, hands down, fantastic. We played behind Padraig Harrington. That was kind of cool, too. Uh, he'd, nice. he'd chat. Yeah, so it was it was neat all the way around. The And then we, we get to dinner, right? So we get cleaned up, go to the players' dinner. You know, a little bit nicer, I'd say, Stephen, than last year dress-wise, you know, suit and tie kind of thing. Um, and everybody, all of the guys were there. I mean, I'm literally – Jack Nicholas walked by, said, hey, Lee Trevino said hi. He chatted with me for a few, what felt like hours, but it was probably like three seconds. Um, every Irish I mean, goodbye for that. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. But uh, your friend that we've all come to know and love, Jim Nance, uh, was yes. the, the MC for the evening. And uh, he was the dulcet tones of Jim Nance. I mean, practically put everybody to Incredible. sleep because it was so amazing. Uh, but hey, what a, what an amazing yeah. experience all the way around getting to see the greats, the guys I grew up watching, um, and then Nance was a was a was a bonus, a little extra lanyap on top of all of it. So kudos to the Insperity people uh, and to to my friend that got me out there. I really appreciate it. Good times. Did uh, did Retief talk about Shinnecock at all? Uh, I did not bring up Shinnecock. Um, we we did talk. What did we talk about? We did talk about um, uh, Southern Hills and the temperature, and you know, going to school at Oklahoma State. His caddy was really cool too. Um, 
he he tells he was telling some stories. Uh, he's he's been a Champions Tour caddy for quite a long time. He wasn't his caddy, you know, in two thousand one or whatever. But uh, really neat guy as well. Um, but we did not talk Shinnecock. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there was three other is, guys uh, on the team, Mike. So I had to let other guys ask questions. You know, it, it wasn't just me. You know, what's funny is uh, what one of my one of my favorite golf movies is uh, Tin Cup, mm. and uh, this would have been appropriate last year when you're on the range because there's a there's a scene in the movie where uh, Cosner uh, McAvoy is on the range and he's he's shanking it and. Mm. Uh, Caddy kind of changes the, his appearance and everything, and he says, uh, "He says I look like a fool." And he says, "Well, what do you think you look like shanking those chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass?" So that's uh, <laughs> it. Sounds like that was um, that was kind of kind of your experience on the range there. But uh, you you guys had met Hale before, hadn't you? I thought for a second there yep. you were going to say yep. he recognized you. Uh, no, he did not recognize me. I mean. <laughs> I don't think. What? And if he did, he kept it in. I mean, he kept we really it in. Hit it off at yeah. that, we really hit it off at that OSU tournament over there. Yeah. When yeah, we yeah. when me and I think me and me and you Mark tied for close to the hole. I think we got a special handshake. You're thinking of Hal Sutton, you jack wagon. Oh, there we go. Jeez. Oh. Oh. That's hey. right. Oh hey. Hale Irwin. Oh wow. Like who do you think I was talking about? I thought you were talking about Hal Sutton. I had him conflated. See, we were both for... a little. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, that's a little more substantial. Yeah. I mean, it was much more substantial. <laughs> like what? And I mean, no slight to Hal Sutton, but at no point in time did I say Hal Sutton. <laughs> Sheesh. They're so close. I mean, mistake them in a lineup, a police lineup. They're so close. Same okay. guy. Okay. All right, all right. Um, well, I know, I know, I know. Hale's won a few majors. Looks like uh, yeah, Hale's won one. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll do a quick preview on this week in golf. So, um, so one of the things last year was that if you recall, um, Stephen had at one point caddied for his namesake, Stephen Alker, um, and Glenn Eagles, and so they uh, Stephen had a chance to go last year to the pro am in Sparity. And Alker ends up winning last year, ends up winning again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mark, you need to you need to talk to Alker. I mean, what conclusion can we draw here? That whenever Stephen or I are at the uh, Insperity events, he wins. I said hi to him. He said hi yeah. back. Really nice guy. I mean, at no point in time did he say you know to get away or nothing. It, uh, he was he was running nice. You know. All right. Retief, Retief, didn't, you, yeah, he, I'm pulled sure in, he pulled in 40th, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I looked at it earlier. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Might have been his playing partner earlier in the week, but could have been. I'm could've sure been. that you got, uh, I'm sure you got Alker's info, his gram, and all that. Handle, oh, yeah. I got all, all the gram stuff. So once you figure out how to use that, you know, you need to let him yeah. know you're his uh, lucky charm. Mm-hmm. Get him out here on the pod. Yep. I'm just disappointed that uh, I did ask Mark the question. Say, did you promote the pod? And, and uh, I told more no. people so about our so many podcast. Chance. I told them about it. Meaning I didn't like ask your him, friends hey, you that aren't. Meaning, yeah. like your friends that like aren't celebrities and on the tour. No, I told a lot of people about it. I even told Retief. I was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we got a podcast." And I he's told like, him, he's like, "Hey, Jim." 
He said, "What's it? What's it called?" And I said, "Weekend at Berkman's," and he laughed. He he knew what it yeah. meant. Yeah, when you mm. when you ask Jim Nance if he's heard a weekend at Berkman's, he's like, "Buddy, I don't need that. I'm in the booth on the weekend." Yeah. So you. That's true. You got to be a, a little more specific. But I'm working I, on. It. I, I didn't. I didn't get a marketing degree in college, so I'm not great at the marketing. I I, I agree. What about the MBA classes? Well, yeah, that's fair. Maybe I should have been better. I was starstruck. All, all my all my childhood idols were there. Mark is like one of the least shy person, one of the least shy people I know. But somehow, when it comes around some celebrities, then uh, Mark gets oh. all of a sudden. I just time. knew I, I, you have to read the room, Stephen. You have to read the room. Mm. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. So as as mentioned, Stephen unable to attend the program this year. Had a Ooh. trip to Detroit. Um, oh yeah, it's kind of the. I, I don't know. Is this is this the salad days up there for the weather, Stephen? How how was the trip? Was it chilly? Do you have to bring a jumper? Salad. All right. Help me understand salad days. I'm not from the north or the Midwest, so help me understand salad days. Uh, uh, it's the it's the crisp, the most crisp, the most green, the most refreshing. The best of all days, Chamber of Commerce. Wow. Okay. So the kale, kale salad days. Um, I get yes. That from salad yes, it days. was. Um, yeah, I didn't either. Uh, it was. Yes, I had to bring a heavy jacket. It was like 30s in the mornings, uh, up in the 50s during the day. So it was pretty primo. Uh, even in the 30s in the morning, wind not blowing, sun out most days. Uh, it, it wasn't so bad. Um, it was actually very, very nice. The people up there were, were surprised they'd gotten snow on Monday when I was flying wow. up and oh. and they were like, you know, it was eighty, it was eighty two weeks ago and then they got snow again. So they were the people up there, the Detroiters were a little bit uh PO'd or PO'd that uh winter is still rearing its ugly head up there, but I think that was probably the last of the flurries that they'll see this year. Um, be a great trip. Um, we, I got to have, so I had a coworker and a buddy go try out this, uh, tavern, uh, a couple weeks prior to me coming. And he said, Hey, we got to find a day to go over there for lunch. The wings are phenomenal. So I look mm. them up and they're, you know, 24 hour marinated before and probably some, uh, buttermilk and some seasoning and all this sort of stuff. And they go through between the main tavern in downtown Detroit and their two other stores or locations outside the city. They, they make 15,000 pounds a week of wings. Wow. Wow. So clearly they're, uh, they're doing pretty good. Um, long story short. Yes. We got over there on Tuesday and boys, let me just tell you, um, I've never been to Buffalo, but I'm not sure I can find a better wing in Buffalo, New York. I mean, they were, I can't even hmm. think of the next best wing that I've had, but if the next best wing that I've had was here, I mean, these were double, if not triple or quadruple as good as any wing I've had before. Wow. I will think about them until wow. my next trip up there. Um, it is maybe worth a special eatery trip up there just to get the wings guys. Wow. I and mean, they were phenomenal. Um, what I can't put a finger on is the, is the sauce. So when you order them, there's one sauce. It is what it is. You order wings, that's all you get. Your only choice when you order wings is ranch or blue cheese. The only option there is blue cheese. Um, no ranch. 
uh, for for mm. for clearing that up. Uh, it, yeah. It's probably a third to a half buffalo sauce in there. The other half, I don't know if there's a little bit of barbecue in there or what, but um, it it was it was a perfect amount of spice, phenomenal flavor, uh, crispy yet juicy in the middle. I mean, they were oh my gosh, guys! It was unbelievable. Yeah. I was trying to find a way to get back a second time last week, oh. but just couldn't make it work with uh, uh, company plans that we had and all that. But yeah, that was. That was probably the highlight of the trip. Probably food number two was this, um, and that is Sweetwater Tavern. Sweetwater Tavern for the Thank week. Thank you. I was going to ask. Okay. Um, and then the then the soup. Uh, I had an awesome soup and pizza at uh, Union Assembly. This this soup was like a special soup. They change it up every day or every week, and it was hmm. just like lemon rosemary soup. And my gosh, it was good. Um, it should be on their menu uh, all the time and not just a rotator. Lemon rosemary. Um, wow. Yeah, it was really good. And then um, outside of that, just we, we um, uh, I guess when you have a really crappy baseball team, you can get third row seats for, for 25 bucks down the first, first base line. Right. So on Thursday evening, went to the Tigers game. Uh, walking over there was like probably the warmest day. It was like 56 for a high. Well, of course, I think a long sleeve shirt and just a lighter jacket will do. But um, you always bring the bring the heavier jacket after sundown in a in a cold city um, when it's going to get in the 30s that night. Let's learn. But anyways, fun game. Uh, buddy caught a didn't necessarily catch a, a pop fly, a foul ball, but it landed a couple rows back, bounced our direction. He sprung like a cat and got it. So he's oh, quite nice. Um, oh. But cool stadium got a nice. Uh, um, they it's really cool. They got all these different sausages there that you get, and and fresh peppers and grilled onions and all this sort of stuff. So had a good uh, sausage and and peppers. Really knew I was in the Midwest when I got that going on. So yeah, great great week of work. Um, even better culinary week. Uh, that's culinary, not culinary. Um, but yeah, great week, guys. Great week up in Detroit. Nice. Sounds like you need you need to start looking for some property mm -hmm. up there, Stephen. Um, no visits will be good. Uh, <laughs> visits hit the best food spots: the Detroit pizza, some wings, oh, yeah. some soup. Mm. This really good coffee shop every day that I go to, and then you just get set out of there. See, I guess that means you hit up Little Caesars. That's that's good, given that's the no. uh, the headquarters up there. All right. Did not. Never. All right. Well, you're really, uh, you're really selling the uh, the Detroit experience. I'll put you on the uh, Chamber of Commerce up there for. The There's way some you sell good it. food. I tell you what, I, you yeah. know, the best way to explore cities is through their through their food. And I got to tell you, uh, downtown Detroit has got yeah. some some good spots. Every time I go, I find something something better than next. I I don't think it'll be possible to top the wings, but it is almost worth a trip. To Detroit on its own for those wings. Okay. Yeah. Well, once this once this pod gets an actual budget, hmm. um, we're gonna have to do some sort of. We'll go to your place in Detroit. We'll go to Mark's place in Breck, and then we'll mm -hmm. go to my place in Philly, and we'll mm. we'll compare all the wings and uh, okay, see what well, the best one is. Here's the real thing, though. Just you know, 
quickly before we move on is I'm not sure you guys would like it because these are real chicken wings with, you know, bones and um, not, not mm. like processed mashed together meat like chicken nuggets. So just want to make sure that you guys learn what adult chicken wings are and you got to like uh-huh. those first before uh-huh. we make a full trip. So just put, you know, put that on the radar. Yeah. I mean, I, I like chicken wings. I'm not a huge fan of chicken arms. So I, mm. yeah, I'll, I'll probably stick with the, with the wings for now, but you know what, for the sake of the pot, I'll, I'll give the chicken arms a try. Got it. All right. That works. Mm. All right. And then lastly, uh, so I had um, my, my second honeymoon uh, these past couple weeks, which was a trip to go, goes by many names, um, Tahiti, French Polynesia, um, Bora Bora, I think is an, another place most people are hmm. familiar with. So um, this, uh, m- my wife and I, we, we had a couple honeymoons. Uh, one was more, I would say more my speed, which was the, the Switzerland kind of skiing fondue honeymoon. And then this one, um, you know, it's, uh, on paper, I think it sounds pretty relaxing. South Pacific, snorkeling, beaches, sailing, um, <clears throat> you know, tropical climate. Um, but it's, I'll tell you what, it's, a uh, it's a lot of work. So for me, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time, um, in, Bahamas or Hawaii or some of these island nations. So, so first of all, this was like a, I'd say there were many different fears um, or unknowns that were, that were conquered on this trip. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking at this, this place that depending on how far in you zoom on the map, you don't even see it. Uh And it's out in the middle of the Pacific. And this, this particular one, I think is about, it's about an eight hour flight South from, from San Francisco, which is about double the time, um, to Hawaii. It's, it's far east of New Zealand. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, if anything goes wrong, I, you know, I'm toast. Um, <clears throat> the plane goes down. Um, if I need medical attention and, and I have no idea what to expect in terms of, you know, do I got to catch my own food or they're, they're going to be restaurants, all this sort of stuff. So, um, so needless to say, once we landed, um, you know, the biggest surprise is probably the humidity, which I should have known given the proximity to the to the equator and it just being an island. What what I was particularly uh, pleased was, and in, in several of our hosts had mentioned, there's nothing dangerous in in French Polynesia. So hmm. there's no there's no snakes, mm-hmm. there's no dangerous bugs, there's no you know, anything in the sea for the most part, as long as you're within the reef is fine. Um, despite, you know, them being sharks and mm-hmm. rays and eels and some of these other things. So I was particularly pleased with that, that as we were doing the the various tours and excursions, that there wasn't a lot to worry about as it relates to, um, to hazards. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, like I said, it, it was pretty humid and moist. The The day I got back to DFW, it was like 50 degrees um, and, and like no humidity. So mm. um, it was, uh, it's it's called a yacht. I'm doing air quotes here. Uh, it's probably about, I don't know, 30, 30 feet or something. Um, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not the type of yacht you think about where you see the kind of the multi-tier, 
and the helicopter on the back, like it. Mm. Not the billionaire yachts. Yeah, not the billionaire mm. yachts. This is Got more it. of like okay. a, a sailing yacht. Uh, um, you know, dual uh, dual hull, which dual is important to note. Dual hull. <laughs> dual hull, not a mono hull. Brett which hull. Is, which is important. <laughs> important to note um, for the multiple times that I asked, "Hey, can this thing get blown over?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and <laughs> or sink, what they say, or sink. And uh, I I think the skip said a couple times like, "Why why would that happen?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Well, I don't know. I I work at a desk in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Safety so, first, skipper. You tell me why these ten meter swells can't uh, turn this <laughs> thing over. You know, thirty you mile should, an hour squalls. Well, you should have said is they said the Titanic was unsinkable too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I. Next, next, loose lips sink ship, sir. Thank yeah. you. Next yacht week. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would say highlights for me were the food. There's like, there was a lot of great poke, um, their version of ceviche, just you know, kind of coconut water with the coconut meat was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of vanilla sauces, given that you know, Tahitian vanilla is mm-hmm. um, so a lot of great seafood. The um, the places we stayed were pretty amazing. The water was was super clear. Got to do kayaking, um, you know, with with these GoPros. Got to do some underwater filming, which included seeing some sharks and rays and other oh. things. We got to capture. So that's you know not not dangerous. Uh, just mm. just reef sharks, I guess. Mm. Um, one of the highlights of me was scuba, and so you know if, if you haven't scuba before. Oh. Um, you know, I think most people think, well, I got, I got to get certified and blah, blah, blah. These people didn't care. I mean, this <laughs> French guy was, you know, I, I don't know. I forget what I said. I said something about like, are the sharks dangerous? And he said, no, they'll just eat you. Um, so this this guy <laughs> nice. was a laugh a minute. And, uh, you know, he, wow. he didn't want to go through all the details and preparations. Like, let's just get you in the water and we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, thankfully for us, the, the uh, other couple... Um, could only go about five minutes because the lady couldn't get her ears to pop. So we got oh, the duration no. of the time. So it's down there a long time, way down, way, way, down, way down, down, all at the, the bottom of the ocean, down, down on the floor. Um, got you know, got the the breathing uh, patterns with the the tank and everything. And so that was that was pretty cool. I mean, I've been doing plenty of snorkeling, but uh, to get a chance to go down there and kind of see things from a different perspective and. Uh, and, you know, just in a way master or at least uh, be able to handle the, the scuba tank. That was that was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, better half is in um, Mexico, was in Mexico this weekend and said that you know, there was a lot of sort of chilling by the ocean, by the beach and enjoying food in the resort. That, that wasn't exactly my French Polynesia Tahiti experience. But I tell you what, I got more stories now than Heinz got pickles. I talked to you about anything you want to know about sailing the <laughs> Pacific, uh, you know, going to these, these islands, um, everything you want to know about interesting mix of like sort of, um, you know, South Pacific Islanders and the French and, and all these other things. So it's, uh, you know, if, if you didn't know any better, I don't know how you'd pick, Fiji versus, you know, uh, French Polynesia mm. versus the British Virgin Islands. 
hmm. all that sort of stuff. But I think this was this was probably just for for doing it for the first time was probably just as good as as anywhere else. Once in a lifetime. All right, back to reality and the uh, namesake of the pod. So this these weeks in golf. Um, so several several things happening since we met last time. Last time we met, I think it was actually the Friday of the Masters. So like February was that? Oh, okay, okay. It February. was this month, you Jack oh, Wagons. Jeez, two weeks. Um, so um, Masters results. Uh, insert cliche joke here about Liv only playing fifty four holes. So Kupka mm-hmm. had the lead. Um, after three rounds and couldn't close because I, you know, I assume they're not used to playing 72 holes. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't get a chance to see most of that final round, but I wanted to ask you. So it looked like um, on paper that it there wasn't a lot of drama. Now, I went back and I, I sort of added up the scores as to where they would have been throughout the final round. Um and it, it looked like by the time it got to the back nine that Kupka had lost the lead and, and Rom maybe had like a couple stroke lead. So, um, you know, obviously getting to watch that course on TV is, is nice no matter what, but you, you love to have the drama. So what was it kind of not as much drama as maybe you would, you would hope? Um, I'd say a little bit. I mean, I think after, um, uh, the drama to me happened at the like the end of the third round. To me, that's when really things changed and and really, Rom coming out with the birdie, um, Coop Coopker coming out with the bogey, two shot swing, and to me the the drama was at the end of the third round, and then when the fourth round came, it don't get me wrong, I still think that there was a little bit of excitement, but not like other Masters where it's coming down. The last couple holes really yeah. changed thing. It is close. I mean, you know, you, somebody uh, puts it in the bunker on 16 or or drives in the bunk fairway bunker on 18 and can decide things. Like, it, it was a little um, a little slow. I think, honestly, to me, the more exciting was kind of seeing how second, third, and fourth would kind of wind up um, with kind of Phil charging and all oh, that yeah. and, and Jordan, at, you know, kind of at the last second. So, um, it did seem like it, it was a two horse race and, but I would say through the third and then kind of once the fourth, I mean, John just kind of status quo made some birdies, uh, did what he had to do. Um, so definitely, definitely happy for him. He really seems like a good guy with how mm-hmm. he, he, he spoke in the, um, green jacket ceremony outside and the nice things that he said was funny, had a couple of jokes. It's very appreciative. So he does seem like a very, very good guy. I like that. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely happy with happy with the result for sure. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to the champions dinner next year because I think he asked uh, what the budget was and uh, who, who's the current guy. Rid- is it Ridley? Is he the current guy? No, Ridley was the previous one. Um, I don't know who the guy no, is wait, now. Maybe but... it is Fred Ridley. Yeah, but he said he said whatever oh, you, you mean, want. Scheffler, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want, so he's gonna he's gonna spend a, a pretty yeah, penny it, yeah. with some of that Iberico ham and mm-hmm. and some of that other crazy Spanish expensive wine. stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm-hmm. love a good Tempranillo. Mm. If we ever do a wine reveal, I'll be bringing in a Tempranillo first. But yeah, there was uh, there were certainly questions about if Liv could compete 
Um, aside from Kupka folding, they, they did fill the thrill, tied for second. So mm-hmm. had flashes of, of Kiwa Island there with mm-hmm. how he was able to come back. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I part of me is very intrigued to see kind of the, the way that Phil's career finishes, but he certainly looks like he's in, he's in pretty good shape. And I, I do think he could probably catch lightning in a bottle um, again at some point, mm-hmm. but uh, Tiger does make the cut. It was like, I don't know what you fellas were saying, like 23 in a row or something. Is there any chance that JT Justin Thomas tanked that? on purpose just so I know the weather was bad and everything else just so Tiger could make the cut. I say not a chance. Yeah. I, I say no just because Mm-mm. there's no really no, no way. way to get him a message. But I mean maybe him and Tiger are just that close. He knows like man Tiger struggling. I don't know. But I in general hundred percent no. But mm. they're so close. I mean gosh funny how that works out. Yeah. But hey, the other guy, what, what was it? Uh, Siwoo Kim or I forget who. There was one other guy that, like, if he got the plus three, or there's three of them. If two of them got the plus three, it'd bring in all the plus three. So I, that's a lot. That's a lot that you have to orchestrate to make happen. And, and, and it, you know, it all happened. So, I mean, I, I think it was cool to see him make the cut. But yeah, he was clearly having a tough time. I mean, it was, he could yeah. not walk. Well, yeah, he, and ultimately he withdraws, and yeah. so he's uh, not really sure what the rest of his career looks like either. I think he ended up having to have surgery, so mm-hmm. some sort of issue with his with his foot. I guess the plantar fasciitis. So he's just he, we did, he's we, not. I was gonna say we, we did ask a number of the guys out on the Champions Tour, like what they thought of Tiger coming out there uh, to a man. They all said a they expect him to b. They look forward to him coming out there. They're excited because they know it's going to change. But they already feel like, hey, they're they're in a niche. According, uh, one of the guys again, I won't. It doesn't matter who said it, but one of the guys was very well spoken on. He's like, hey, we we know that we've got an audience, but with him coming up here, you know, whatever, two three years time, uh, three years time, uh, it will definitely change the game. It will change purses. It'll change advertisement. It'll change oh, yeah. everything about it. They the one thing they said they worry about is. You know, the guys are like, right now we're getting to chat with you. Like, it's no big deal. Like, what will change if Tiger's out here? Will it be as frenzied? I mean, because truly, these guys are like, even on Sunday, like, you watch them. They go walk up to the ropes and talk to people. Yeah. I mean, Hale Irwin is accosting you. Yeah, he touched me. Um, But no, like, that was, he was supposed to be providing us lessons. But like, what will change there? And so talking with a couple of the guys, they're like, they're excited. But they also know things will change when he's in tournaments. So, but they, they all, every one of them we asked, fully expected him to come out there and play. Will he play 25 tournaments? No, but they fully expect him to come out there and play. Yeah. But with that cart, I mean, he yeah, might... right. And, and that's the other thing. Like, you can have a cart. I mean, heck, John Daly finished in last place shooting whatever he shot. Like, I forget, I had it here. It, it wasn't great. But here, I can't get it. John Daly, he was 13 over. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, man, he wanted a couple years back, but I, I think know. they, you know, yeah, I do think they expect him to come out there. And, you know, if I'm a Champions Tour player, while they are still making very good money on the Champions Tour with their current purses, don't get me wrong, 
if I'm a champion store guy, of course I want Tiger. Because, oh, yeah. like you said, it's going to make the purses bigger, oh. more people coming out, more viewers. So, of course, there's a push. Yeah. To, even if he comes out for three tournaments a year, which I would not expect more than that, or maybe just the major, you know, the champions majors, the five of them that they have, could be just those and maybe like one other special one. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, of course they're going to want him out there. Let's note this in the annals of uh, weekends at Berkman. So Elker wins four hundred and five thousand this week. I think he won about uh, three hundred and forty-five thousand last year at the Insperity. So yeah, mm. let's uh, go back and and look and see if uh, Tiger runs it up to maybe a million dollars for the winner or something out on the Champions Tour. Thanks, uh, thanks for the inside baseball there, Mark. Uh, You're welcome. Insiders from the tour, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen. You'll be you'll you'll think this is funny. So I, you know, I at one point was making everybody uh, the the grilled cheese pimento sandwich, which I'm Oof. trademarking for mm. weekend at Berkman's using just the standard palmetto, not the jalapeno that you said mm. was trash. My old pappy said it was a little too spicy. Even wow, Whoa. what a whim! <laughs> Come on, Big Mike. <laughs> See, that's the difference between a Texan and then a Midwestern. It's like, you know, they put a little rotel on it. It's like, oh, man, that's getting a touch spicy there. Yeah. It's not even even real. Come on. But But, I want to go back, Mike. I want to, I think this Department of Corrections, I in nowhere said the jalapeno was trash. I literally said I never had it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, don't I'm assuming that nice lady on the palmetto cheese thing, you know, she is, <laughs> is uh, she'd be awful sad if we were dogging her good stuff. So, okay. watch your opportunity, Miss Miss Palmetto Cheese Miss Palmetto. Lady. State of, in the state of South Carolina. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I think it's probably there all year. So I will next time I'm a little hungry and feeling the grilled cheese. I'll I'll grab the the jalapeno mix too and and just see how that was. Yes. Um, so we put uh, another Masters in the books. We'll come back to it next year. Maybe Mark uh, get a chance to attend and recollect. At Hopefully, I win the lottery. Come on, guys. <clears throat> a few other tournaments there. So uh, Matt Fitzpatrick ends up winning at Stevens' mm-hmm. favorite course, which is uh, Harbor Town. Should should we add that to the Charmin list of Little Caesars and Refuge? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put Har- go ahead and put Harbor Town on there too. Mm-hmm. And then the the TPC Louisiana. Mm. So, you know, there I think there were some concerns as to whether or not we were going to have a hard time filling the fields with with the live contingent and breaking up some of the the PGA Tour talent. I guess we can put those concerns to bed, mm-hmm. considering there was the pairing of John Daly and David Duvall. Oh. Um, who who finished DFL? I think they shot yep. like seventy five, eighty three. So not good, not good. It's a nice little sideshow act there for the fans. Uh, I still think you know daily. It probably draw more of a crowd than than maybe most of the other names that are out there. But uh, he was all right. Last insperity comment for the moment. But um, he was there, hanging out, having a good time. Oh yeah, enjoying people's. I, 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 no one was afraid to go up to him and talk to him, having a good time. I'll say he had a beverage in his hand. It could have been diet. I, I don't want to put any certain beverage on in his hand. I'm just saying he was clearly having a good time hanging out with people. 
And I, I give him mad props for that. He, I, it did look like he had a, a knee brace on one of his legs. So he was having a tough time getting around, but and I give him props. That guy, he knows how to enjoy fans. So I, a uh, huge, huge John Daly fan, proud of him. And he, man, he, he was holding court and people were just having a good time chatting with him. It was fun. Yeah. He's um, one of those larger than life yeah. personalities and sad to see him go whenever, yep. whenever yep. that day is. And uh, and then lastly, this week, this weekend, so Finau ends up holding off Rom yep. in in Mexico. So Rom had won that last year, and uh, this this is not a designated event. So Finau ends up taking home about one point four million. Um, and then on to just some other kind of <laughs> random tournaments, and up until we get to Oak Hill for the, oh, yeah. the PGA Championship. So. Um, at the risk of a Department of Corrections, I believe Stephen said they would they would need a parka to play up there in Rochester um, <laughs> in the May time frame. So that tournament will be May 18th. And uh, according to currentweather.com, a high of 70 on, on April 18th. So it looks like it's going to be some pleasant temperatures up there in, in mm-hmm. Rochester. And I, I'm going to put stick my neck out and say, I think... Duffner might have won up there, but I don't. I don't remember exactly. So we'll, hmm. I'll do a little bit of research for that. But um, I didn't want to do too deep of a preview because I want to make sure we come back and do another pod mm. um, <laughs> between now and and May eighteenth. So we'll make sure we we put that on the books and talk a little bit more about the course and um and the field and the favorites and all that sort of good stuff. A little bit of live. So uh, your boy. Oklahoma State grad Taylor Gooch on a on a tear at the moment. So he's won mm-hmm. two in a row, uh, two in a row in Asia. So he wins. Uh, he well, first of all, so he didn't do so great at the Masters, but that's okay because Cooper and Mickelson, you know, they represented Liv quite well. Gooch was plus four mm-hmm. uh, at the Masters. He ends totally up making ninety a, a paltry ninety seven thousand dollars there. But don't worry. Not uh, even he worth ends picking up, up the two check. in a row and live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. He he ends up making four million dollars, and and this is just the individual piece. I don't know what the their mm. what is it the ranch goats team mm-hmm. winnings were, but uh, mm. range goats. He range ends up goats. making range goats. That's ah. it's Bubba's goat team. ranch. Yeah. <laughs> he makes four million dollars in Singapore. And then another $4 million in, in Adelaide. So uh, mm-hmm. just to compare that to Rom, Rom won $3.2 million at the Masters. So mm. um, Gooch, Gooch having a pretty, pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, surely not the at the least, not probably not the last of, of his winnings there unless uh, Perez turns on the Jets. But we'll see. There there was a pretty uh, pretty cool story um, as it relates to Singapore uh, and the Masters and, and Taylor Gooch and Tiger Woods. So apparently Taylor and Tiger were next to each other on the range at the Masters, and they were they were talking about live. And so um, so what was interesting about this story, one thing is that apparently Tiger's got a pretty good pulse on live because he knew that they were going to Singapore. And he had told uh Gooch that he should make his way out to the Singapore Marina Sands. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you been out there, Mark? Oh yeah, 
is a oh, pretty yeah. cool place. It's like it three towers with the boat in the air. Yeah, and, the pool up up top. Oh, it's fantastic. Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he said, yeah, you should check out the casino there. And I guess a pretty cool story that Tiger had early in his career, he was he was over there and, you know, wanted to do a, a, a bit of gambling. And I guess he was um, hosted or um, tagging along with the owner of Disney Asia. Mm. And he said that the uh, the guy was playing uh, million dollar hands. So he said that that's when he realized there was the difference between like money and and money. And uh, so I thought I thought that oh, that was a pretty cool story all around, wow. just in terms of you know what, what's the what's the saying in politics, reaching across the aisle, keeping it friendly, being nice to Gooch, and uh, mm-hmm. you know all that sort of good stuff. But, I've been to the course they played in Singapore. It's pretty nice. Played it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's lived, yeah. Mark. I know. Hey. Um, it's for the people. It's for the people. Do you see where they're going though, uh, Stephen? They're going to Tulsa next. I saw that. Tulsa oh, Muni, yeah. right? Cedar Ridge Country Club. Yeah, Tulsa Muni. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and lastly, um, on recent tournaments, did either one of you get a chance to see or hear anything about the LPGA event that was there at uh, Carlton Woods? Oh, yeah. Wow. I watched, in, in the I watched there a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I watched mm-hmm. a little bit. Just right up the road. I mean, I saw the – the airplane kept kind of flying over. That was doing – it wasn't a blimp. They didn't have the blimp down here for their major. Oh, yeah. They had shot an airplane, so I kept hearing all over the house all day with uh, with it just doing circles. But um, okay. as expected, the course looks real nice, and uh, couldn't tell you who won. But, uh, yeah, it looked oh, like come a on. cool event. I mean, it was – yeah. well, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. Um, but, yeah, it looked like a cool event, good course. Um didn't really notice any additional traffic in this area, so I don't know what that's. Uh, I'm only like a mile and a half away from that course, so I don't know what that what that tells you if there's no no traffic uh, down here. But yeah, it looked like a cool setup wow. ahead. Yeah, I there's a few big time courses around here. TPC Woodlands around there. TPC Woodlands, Carlton Woods, Blue Jack. I just don't know if any of them. I know the part of the country. I know there's no elevation. I know there's not a lot of different ecosystems so i just i don't know if they're great i don't know how it looked on tv but it's cool that uh it's cool they went out there mm-hmm. yep a couple other things from golf.com just to round us out so uh yes. they, they talked to, to colin montgomery about some some tips um so tips to stay warm as you as you would imagine is to layer so make you know you don't want to wear the big, the one big heavy sweater jacket. You want to make sure that you layer. And then another important one for Monty is if you're going to be traveling, hmm. uh, rather than take your clubs, hmm. you should ship them. So hmm. I I personally have never shipped my clubs, but I can only hmm. imagine if you were a pro, uh, that would certainly be the way to go versus. You know, being like like maybe one of our friends there, Mark, who uh, you know goes by JC, uh, who we used to go on the trips with, and had we you know one bad wheel and uh, couldn't you know couldn't couldn't get the bag through the airport. Um, I think it can be quite difficult. Oh yeah, yeah. I have and, heard and, more stories with people that ship their sticks, so it, I think oh. it's better. I think it's. Um, uh, 
sounds better than re- in reality what actually happens. Okay. Well, hopefully so, there's like some sort of protected box or something. I, uh, I have to give you uh, – I rode the elevator with Padraig Harrington getting ready for the uh, – it made me think of these golf.com articles. And I get in. It's just me and him. He's got like all his gear. He's getting he's going up to get ready as am I. And he's got like his putting thing, like a mirror so he can putt. You see his line, what have you. I said, hey, Padre, played behind you today. Looked like you guys were playing pretty well. He's like, let me tell you something. He's like, you never make any money on Wednesdays or Thursdays. And I'm like, that's that's very true. He's like, so whatever you're doing, he's like, you got to make sure you, you 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 close on the days where you make money. That's what he told me. And he then he gets off the elevator. I was like, <laughs> I said, that was golf.com worthy. I said, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't want to play good on Thursdays. I want to play good on Fridays. And then he walks off. <laughs> I was like, that was priceless. Thanks, for thanks Pat. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Patty. Thanks, thanks for the advice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's. I, I wanted to say, like me, I you know I work hard on the weekends, but uh, I get paid for Monday through Friday. But I, I thought that was mm. pretty laughable. Anyway. Yeah. And then lastly, so I, I've always wondered. You know, when, when do you need to change out a golf ball? Mm, and uh, mm. so golf.com has some advice nice. there. Because, you know, I'll, I'll play it until it's more scuff than it is ball. But mm-hmm. uh, they had said, Helps with really, if your blemish. Oh, well, yeah. If your blemish. Yeah, it's, it's like a pitcher in baseball, right? Yeah, so I you scuff get it up a little like bit. Me. Yeah. Extra spin, extra um, grip says, as long as the blemish or scratch or whatever it is less than the size of a, was that an Eisenhower dime? Mm. Um, then, then you're in good shape. So mm. that's quite large. Um, so it's pretty big. You, you know, you don't, don't need to be reaching for a new Pro V just because you got a little, little scuff on it. So mm-hmm. there's a, that's a weekend at Berkman's Pro Tip. Save you some cash, too. Mm. All right. All right. On to everybody's favorite segment, the old oh, yeah. drink oh, review. Baby. Finally. <laughs> the old man, what kind of what kind of low par whiskey you got this week? Wow. I didn't appreciate the ridicule I got last time. So I went back to the old trusty. <laughs> and I got a real treat for you boys today. I'm even gonna show you the can. Uh, I'm going back to my friends at Paradigm Brewing. And I'm going with one of their Pilsners. They've got a long lineup of Pilsners. But this is just their standard Professor Pils, as they call it. It's a Pilsner. This is from our friends at Paradigm Brewing, uh, the same people that uh, I think I brought you a few of them. Their ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, they donate money to uh, our, our veterans and first responders. This is out of Tomball, Texas. Um, but, man, really good. And, and I was up there at a at an after hour gathering, some people might call it a happy hour. And uh, I, I went through their flight of different Pilsners and they have a lot that are flavored from coconut to orange. Uh, and they've got a couple others and I, I forget the others, but they're amazing. This is their straight up Pilsner. Um, really, really good, high quality, good taste, good aftertaste. Uh, as you all know, and it's come to love about me is I like the lighter beers and this one mm-hmm. is light, but also has that flavor of beer and a lower alcohol by volume. Cause I don't really drink it to, to get the alcohol. I enjoy the flavor, not a big beer guzzler. Um, and I just, this one is fantastic. Uh, really good flavor, 
I like that there's not a big aftertaste. Some of these beers that I've been sharing have, have terrible aftertastes. Um, but, the, but the people at Paradigm are also doing really good stuff. So I, I like supporting local uh, breweries, and these guys uh, are no exception to that. Um, this is a four and a half out of five. Uh, wow. On the lawnmower scale. Pretty tasty. All right, we're doing halves I, again. Yeah, we're back to half. Um, if I can find one of their other ones, I might have a five. It was a five on draft. We'll see how it is on in the can. I'm just going to tease you with that. But uh, anybody that's in, around, near the Tomball, Texas area, I highly encourage you to go go to Paradigm. Great food, too, that they have there. Um, but And it's all extremely accessible, easy, great wait staff. Um, but Paradigm Brewing, fantastic. Uh, this is their Pilsner, four and a half out of five. Wow. That's me. Highly yeah. recommend. I'm I'm looking for yeah how how and how well does a half lawnmower run? But uh, yeah, I'm looking I forward mean, to moving back to Houston, and we can do some of these on locations, right? We just show mm-hmm. up with the gear, yeah. and then yeah. and and do it until they kick us out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I'm with you on some of those pilsners. Like you like you go to Prague or something, you got a pilsner or a kel that's been sitting out a little too long. Mm-hmm. They can be pretty nasty. Um, yes. So I feel like. Your lagers, your pilsners, your Kolsch, maybe somebody even your blondes. Like it's it it I'm with you. Like most people mm-hmm. be like, well, that's just, you know, piss water or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they do have some variation and some character and they can be done wrong and they can be done right. So appreciate they, you bringing light to that. Absolutely. And they, they and again, they have more there than they probably will can. But I think I think we had like a pineapple and they also have this coffee lager that is otherworldly uh and i haven't found it in a can you have to get it there it is amazing um but it's i think it's a coffee lager oh yeah fantastic anyway that's me and you need and uh word on the street is you quite enjoyed the revolver blood and honey as well so i think you might need to get that that's the adult blue moon for the folks that don't know i think you might need to get that on here all right i'll go find it mission accepted okay unless i'm reviewing it tonight oh oh. urban hunter what do you got all right guys so keeping with the theme of the last couple episodes i had a couple of bottles that uh i've been just waiting around (laughs) since the last couple months that i've been literally have enough for one drink and i'm like no can't drink you gotta wait for the pod so here's another bottle kill as you can see it is empty it is toast um, I'm having a ranch water here, low topo with suerte tequila. So this is uh, stands for luck. Blanco. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, lucky rabbit. Then that's the that's the uh, the mascot mm-hmm. on the bottle is the is the rabbit. I guess lucky rabbit's foot. It's a small batch, single distillery, slow roasted, double distilled, and Tahona crushed. Um, it doesn't tell me exactly uh, what part of Mexico it comes from, but it is it is imported and, and distributed mm. out of Suerte in Boulder, Colorado. So uh, it <laughs> oh, is wow. a Mexico slash uh, Colorado tequila. Well, here, um, we, here we go with the logistics. Here we go with the logistics and supply chain. You know, hey, a little mm. bit all over the place. But uh, again, it's, it's very good. This is a... Um, mm. It, it's different. It, it's not um, 
one of my favorite tequilas, but it is it is very good. I would say it's kind of uh, not subpar, maybe mid par, mm. mid par tequila. A lot of uh, mid par, a lot of citrus in this one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, let me get a good whiff here, guys. Um, a lot of citrus, a pretty a, a decent nose um, in a drink. Uh, it, it's pretty good. Like I said, it's it's about average. Um, the it took me a while to actually find these. I was told about it um, a couple years ago, and my the specs around me weren't getting it. So I actually had bought a couple straight from uh, straight from Boulder, Colorado, and had them mailed in. Ooh. Uh because uh, that was a couple Baller. years ago. I kept, everybody kept telling me, "You got to try. You got to try." Well, again, mm-hmm. very good. That's get better. You get some, you know, multi bottle discount. But anyways, um, get the handle. You know, you get in the handle, yeah. Exactly. yeah like you the handle of yeah. Tito's, whatever. You guys don't understand economics. Um, that's how Costco's in business. Anyways, um, yeah, very good. Good in a uh, ranch water or tequila drink of your choice. Um, yeah, about mid-level tequila for me. Definitely above the uh, Don Julio, but below mm. some of the other good ones I've reviewed and, and a couple others to come for this one, so I won't spoil those. But, yeah, okay. it's tequila. So very, very good. Probably end up in needing a little improvement, uh-huh. I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> Definitely some action items and questionable things that they tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you leave, you leave um, dissatisfied. Anyway, sorry, oh, yeah. we're going off the rails here, guys. Good luck. Again, good luck to you both. Favorite you guys. Thank you, Tequila Hunter. Um, <laughs> I, got a, I got a real treat for you guys tonight. Oh. Um, oh, using my line. An American staple, if you will. Oh, uh-oh. Redone, unfortunately. Whoa. So um, I forgot to mention when I went to Asheville that I had a chance to visit uh, New Belgium, oh. um, which is, I think, has a uh, satellite. Actually, they have, I think Fort Collins might be their primary and then Asheville their mm. secondary. Um, Sierra Nevada also has a place out there in um, North Carolina. But, um, yeah, this particular one here is uh, surely one that, that most people that drink have heard of. This one is called Fat Tire. Oh. And so what's interesting oh, wow. about this is that um, I, I remember for the longest time Fat Tire being an amber ale and um, maybe being closer to the order of a um, maybe like a Newcastle or a Samuel Adams Boston Lager or something to that effect. Um, hmm. This one is redone. So, uh, you know, we we try to not be too political or anything else on this pod, but the, the entire slant of this now is to be carbon neutral, um, which was interesting on the tour because we started talking about carbon neutral and the guy said, well, what kind of carbon neutral do you mean? So I didn't, it, you know, that's like, like a $2 bill. So I didn't, I didn't get involved with that, but um, they redid it and I'll show you the new color here for those of the viewers. It's, Ooh. it's very golden. It's, and it's very golden. So they've, they've redone the recipe um, that was due to declining sales mm. in fat tire. So this one, this is really more just like a blonde with less flavor. Um, so I think when I had the one that that was there as part of the sample that they gave in Asheville, North Carolina at the brewery, it was pretty good. 
this one, not really a fan. Um, I, I, w- I would say that I didn't order a ton of fat tires when it was the Amber Ale, but I certainly would have been more likely to order it than, than this one. So, um, yeah, not the, the redone recipe here. Not, uh, not a recommend for me. Certainly, if you want mm. high quality or low impact to the earth, though, might be... <laughs> Might be the 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 and, and and I was reading it and, and the description says made with premium ingredients. This bright and balanced beer is brewed to be easy drinking and easy on what I thought said palate, mm. but it was actually planet. So mm. um and, and when okay. I look at this beer, I think I think Miller Lite. Um mm. when I look at the oh, can with the white. So, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just it's it's just like they 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 messed with no. it and um I don't know if sales have changed as a result of it, but uh, that's something that I can follow up on. But I missed the original recipe. Yeah. If you didn't like the recipe before, you definitely won't like it now. Like, why yeah, would they? It's just, I, uh, yeah. I have so many questions. I actually did. I liked Fat Tire before. I can't believe they would. Okay. Sorry. I, I have no clue why they did it, but that just blows my mind. But it was a cool yeah. place, and they had some they had some nice uh, sours there. Believe it or not, like Ooh. some some really funky sours, like even a, even a dark sour, and it was it was really good. Um, Speak there my were language, of, Mike. Oh yeah, there are a couple of country boys there that almost brought them to their knees. But uh, I mm. I really liked really liked the sours there. So worth a trip if you're ever there in the Fort Collins area. Got a little uh, potpourri for this evening, Ooh. if you will. Potpourri. Uh, just to kind of catch us up. Yeah, catch us up a little bit on other sports. So, uh, first of all, we're into the NHL playoffs. Very mm-hmm. exciting. If you don't watch any hockey, you should watch playoff hockey. Nothing kind of second to none. Steven's got it on <laughs> there on his uh, high flute and cable network mm-hmm. he's got there. Must be nice. Uh, Couple of couple of game sevens tonight. Couple of game sixes or sevens already completed. So I guess the most important thing is that the Dallas Stars have moved on. So they beat Minnesota for Minnesota. I think waiting for the uh, for the eventual winner of the Kraken and the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. So yes. uh, good news, Stephen. I uh, my wife and I have engaged another couple, and we're going to be we're going to be trying to go to a game. Uh, wow so nice nobody i I, out of the four people i probably have the best idea of what this ticket's gonna cost but i already got commitment so (laughs) oh yeah um, playoff hockey tickets are no joke not gonna be cheap Uh, so i i hope you get low tickets uh or tickets in the lower bowl (laughs) but yeah they'll cost you even up the nosebleeds are gonna i'm excited for you mike yeah it'll it'll be worth it i'm i'm looking forward to that and uh, you know, got another game seven tomorrow night. Rangers, Devils. Um, so that's a lot yep. going to game seven, sixes and seven. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, wow. it is Good. a lot. I tell you, who didn't go to a game seven was our our uh, boy Rick Bonus. Counts uh, pretty early by Vegas, Ooh. but Ouchie. congrats to congrats to Bonus on a great season. Congrats to Stars for getting a new coach, getting the second round. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and uh, also big, 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 big congrats to Toronto Maple Leafs for uh, winning winning their first playoff series since 2004. So that's crazy. 
pretty good. Uh, them and the Oilers, Edmonton Oilers, move on. So good. Mm. Yeah, we got we got some good teams here. A little bit of pedigree. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And then the NBA also in the playoffs game. Uh, uh, sorry, month fifteen of the season, week um, one so. of forty seven <laughs> into the playoffs. This confused the hell out of me. So look at the scoreboard, and it's the conference semifinals. So I'm like, wait a minute. There's four teams left in it. So yeah, it's it's the conference semifinals, which means that there are oh, still four like, teams. Okay, wait, what? Yes. Okay, yeah. So there's still 62 teams left for another 42 weeks to get it yeah. down to the final eight. <laughs> yes. To get to the final 16. Yes. Yeah. So some a uh, couple of intriguing storylines there for me anyway. The Knicks, uh, I think, make it to the to the second round, and then of course LeBron uh, looks like he's got a bit of a hot hand right now. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll keep an eye on there. But like like Mark said, we got many many weeks left before. Yeah. If you um, miss the first I, ten weeks, don't worry. You got ten more weeks to catch up. You'll be fine. I'm embellishing a bit, but I think it ends in July. I I may not I may not be embellishing it does. that much. It's June it's, or July. I'm not kidding. Yes. Okay. It's it goes April, a long time. April 30th right now. Yep. Um, and then over the pond. So F1. Uh, you know here here we go again. We got a here we uh, go. We got a Red Bull runaway. So I think they're uh how how many races in? Maybe yeah, four races in so far. Uh, Verstappen has won two. And Perez wow. has won two. Those are both both the Red Bull drivers. So this mm. is just like it's like twenty twenty two all over again, except for nobody's competing. At least last year, uh Leclerc. Was some, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he was you know, when his engine wasn't on fire, at least he was competing. Um but but yeah. this year it's uh it's just for it's the Verstappen Perez Red Bull show. And I'm I'm sort of like you know, why don't we just take out the bottom three-fourths of the field and let folks like me and you yeah. go around and drive? Let everybody pay five grand to like get their try their hand at racing and see what happens. Make it a charity thing. Yeah. It, it'd, be, it'd be the same. Um, mm-hmm. And then English Premier League. So uh Ooh. looked like it was an arsenal runaway, but uh now we got we got Man City. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's competing and uh, has a chance to to take out Arsenal and to win to win the Premier League, uh, which is of course just hmm. the regular season. There's no playoffs, but I do think that Man City is going for something they call the treble, which is like hmm. winning one of the cups and something else in the the Premier League regular season. So uh, probably a lot of incentive there to to try to wow. win. So a little bit of competition there. It looked like Arsenal had it in the bag, but uh, Man City coming back to um, to try to try to supplant Arsenal. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. So all, all that to say, a lot of good sports going on. I know that uh, you know American football, if you will, not underway, but a lot of other good sports, including Major League Baseball, getting rocking and rolling. Um, so lot lot of interesting things going on at the moment to to keep your attention along with golf. Let's move on to Marnak, the mediocre, mm. and I got a I got a good one for you here. So, um, you had predicted that Kupka would would hold on, and uh, of course he didn't, and Rom mm. got the best of him. But you did you did win the original bet, which was that Rom 
Rory and Liv Bingo. would would beat the field. So um, so Marnak's still in pretty good standing yes. for this year. So I do want to ask, and uh, maybe expect a little home cooking here. We'll see. Uh-oh. But will the the Dallas Stars win their next playoff series here in the second round versus either the Seattle Kraken or Colorado Avalanche? I have one question to phone a friend. Steven, do we keep home uh, rink advantage no matter what, or do we lose it? If, depending on. Uh, I think it depends. So I think if Colorado yeah. wins, Colorado will get it. If okay. Seattle wins, we will get it. Okay, gotcha. So um, okay. Don't quote I'm just me curious. on that, but yeah, no, no, I think no, no. that's how I, that I works. Just, I remember my dad saying he hopes that one of them, I forget which one. He hopes one of them. We want the Kraken to win because right. this is only their second season as a team right. versus right. playing the defending cup champs. Right. So Seattle will be better. Plus, my home, dad wanted home. it because of the home home, home rink advantage, home ice. Uh, so I, I don't want to give the caveat, but like I'm going to say yes no matter what. But I'm going to say definite yes if the Kraken win. I'm a I'm a I'm a 51 percent, 52 percent. If the defending champions win, like uh, I am a huge Dallas Stars fan, want them to win, play it coming in hot. They finish the series out in style. Um, I mean, riding the hot hand. So, like, I, yes, is my answer. I will give myself the one out of it will be more challenging if we don't have home ice. That's my I'm saying yes, but I'm saying it's going to be more of a challenge without home ice. Steven, who who's the best in the West this year? Vegas? Uh technically, yeah, Vegas won Vegas, the West. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Vegas won the West. Um they they you know, Dallas kind of last couple weeks lost Oof. first and ended up technically fourth in the mm-hmm. West, but it was so close. I mean, separated by less than a handful of games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Vegas was one, stars were four, I think abs were uh Three. Two or three, I yeah. forget. Three. Um, yeah. So, and then Edmonton up there. So, I, I think it's going to be Edmonton-Vegas would be a good series in the West. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, rooting for the Kraken tonight. Um, yeah, I don't want to necessarily go against – Is it uh, game seven tonight? Yeah, yeah game seven, yeah. 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 In, in Colorado. But, That's going to uh, be tough. But Kraken have won in Denver. So, um, I don't know. I think it should, could be good. Go Stars regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colorado minus two twenty to win. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I wonder, what, I wonder uh, what our friend Terry's betting on uh, here for this one. Uh, probably the over five and a half goals. So <laughs> yeah. he's right. something. Yep, wouldn't expect anything else but home cooking mm-hmm. from Marnak. So here hey. we go. I mean, I'm riding the hot hand. I'm riding the hot hand. Sheesh. All right. Department of Corrections, so oh. we've got a few things to get through. Uh, I'll start with myself. So I I was just, you know, snap hooking and flaring, all sorts of stuff going on here at the Masters and Greg Norman. I, I had him plan. I had him invited to the Masters dinner. I had him on, on the 18th green. I, was, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, I know he was in contention a bunch of times there, but never never closed mm-hmm. the deal. So, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't actually know if he made it to the grounds, but my my guess is no. No. Um, Stephen, <laughs> what? I was gonna say, as my dad likes to say, he's won the Masters as many times as Greg has. So, 
<laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, Stephen, when we were talking about your uh, home improvement woes, you had used the quote, sounds like a tool chest coming down the <laughs> stairs. It's, of course, a tool chest falling down the stairs. Mm. Um, okay, getting nitpicky here, guys. All right. But this is the problem when you don't you embrace get your right Christmas. Yep. Yeah. And you don't embrace Christmas as much as Mark and I do. So we, I might go watch it tonight. Home alone it's almost time to decorate around the Snyder house. Yep. Uh, this really isn't a department of <laughs> you bet you got to start getting everything out now to have it out in time for Christmas. pretty much uh, um, not really a department of corrections but i was right that tiger was wearing a yellow shirt when he pulled the d shambeau on 15 and hit it off the pin and mm, it went back yep. in the water so you were correct um, yep kudos kudos to me on the memory there um steven you were having some issues okay so i guess i'm nitpicking again sorry steven this is here we go is my nature is this department of corrections or is this boost yourself like find one yeah. that you got right to pat yeah, yourself on the back all right don't yeah. break your arm pat yourself i guess what happens back. when you're the host go yeah. ahead uh well okay and I'll, I'll just zing you on here so you so on multiple zing. occasions when we were talking about nance and rafferty you you were saying raf raftery uh, um and it's of course uh bill rafferty so it's uh it's one of those names where you think it'd be raftery but it's uh, it's it's not and maybe i'm even messing it up now yeah yeah what, what's this what's this saying man to man or i think i actually think that's packer i don't know the kiss oh, department of corrections i'm like yeah. oh yes. here we go i'm throwing you <laughs> i'm giving you Leia. um Mark, you, I, I oh, think in referencing on. the Iron Eagle series, movie series, you had mm. said that after a trilogy comes a quadilogy. Quadilogy, um, yeah. Which is, of course, either take your pick a quad quadrology mm. or a tetralogy. Oh, so we're, interesting. You were dead wrong there, but that's that what you get for cheating. Hmm. Cheating and naming Lou Gossett Jr. being the star by <laughs> reading the Wikipedia article. So that's yeah. what you get. I won't lie. Um, Mark, also, you Come mentioned on. that you've emailed a video to us, which, of course, you have not. So that will I've remain tried. on Department no. remain, remain on Department of Corrections until we get it. Um, Stephen, I'm sorry, Stephen. I didn't notice this when I did it, but I'm, I'm nitpicking hmm. the hell out of here. So you yep. had mentioned, in, in reference to Augusta, you had mentioned the hollowed grounds um which i think <laughs> means that they would be empty they're actually the hallowed um mm. hallowed grounds but uh mm -hmm. i um i really didn't mean to do that uh you guys were having a, a lot of problems last week with figuring out the par threes at uh, the masters of course number four is the the long par three not number three and that and and that in all fairness number three is a number short three is kind of like uh yeah yeah, so just a really long par three. Yeah, and that part of the course doesn't get a lot of love, right? Like no. uh, you could probably ask most, you know, diehard golf fans, "Hey, what's what's number four out at Augusta?" And they probably wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Stephen, you're obviously not as close of friends with Nance as you thought, given that you said that he had um, <laughs> sold his home in Carmel, which I think is where he's built, like. But he built Amen Corner. Or oh yeah, I don't know what he's built in his bed. Got a couple of par just thirteen. House. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, just but, twelve. Excuse me, 12. twelve. But no, he didn't. Didn't end up selling that. Hmm. So, man. Um, so lastly, Mark, uh, I would Come ask on. maybe for the 
you know, lesser informed members of the audience here, could you define BOD? Um, BOD yeah. for the audience? Is it related it's a, to... It's a speed. It's a speed of a modem. You know, like you got 100, 200, 400, 800, 1600. It goes Bond. in logarithmic form uh, up its up in a, the synapses that are firing from a a intranet-ish uh, perspective. It's the network connectivity speed on old you, heritage modems. And you have Bond. dial. And you got dial. Well, no, it is. It's <laughs> a modem tone. speed. It's it's four hundred baud modem. It's got probably it. before meg and gig were a thing on speeds on upload download. I'm speaking way out my ear here. I have no clue. I just assume I it's think, a speed speed yeah. of a modem. Yeah, I I think you're right in terms of it being transmission. The problem here is, and mm -hmm. and I think while we're while we are understanding why we've had so many technical difficulties is that if you reference baud, mm -hmm. you're it's pretty slow. So a million yeah. baud mm -hmm. is one megabit per second, Ouch. which is pretty slow. So it's yeah, so slow. if you're wow. if you're paying for your home internet service in BOD, I think we're the AT and T guy guaranteed me I have the highest BOD rate. Period. So here we are. And AT and T people don't lie, right, Stephen? Oh, uh, they're. Um, I'll leave my comments out due to some family <laughs> connectivity to the company. So. Connectivity. Connectivity. Apropos. All right. Let's go ahead and round it out with a little local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man. What are your thoughts for the week? Well, first, I'd like to, you know, again, it goes without saying, but uh, cherish your loved ones. Reach out, call, chat, uh, talk to those around you. Uh, I, I know I want everybody to see what Mike and Stephen have been doing here with some elderly shaming tonight. Um, you know, talking bod and some of the things I forgot, quote unquote. Uh, that's not nice, uh, guys, just because some of us are a little older doesn't make us lesser. Um, local knowledge, uh, got to spend the weekend in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, this is hmm. deep, deep local knowledge here, but what a fun little town. We had a good time, stayed right on the Arkansas River uh, at the at the uh, Little Rock Marriott, shout out, uh, sponsorship opportunities. Um, great Fun little place, great place to eat. Um, we were with one of our daughters, the youngest uh, teenage daughter uh, for a gymnastics thing. Uh, great time. Uh, what's my punchline for local knowledge? Get out. There's some small towns out there that are really, really cool. And I put Little Rock uh, in that category. Quick flight, I don't know, hour and 10 minutes from Houston, even closer drive maybe from Dallas. But uh, what a fun little place. We had a great time. Good weekend. Lots of cool towns like that, I'm sure, dotting the roadmap of America. Little Rock, Arkansas, what a fun little place. I encourage you to get out and uh, go see your uh, go see America. Some good stuff out there. That's me, local knowledge. You guys laughed at me a lot while I was speaking. What seems to be the problem? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Little Rock. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. It is. It's a neat little place. Steven, what do you got? Gosh. Um, you know, didn't really have a whole lot come to mind. Oh, Mike disappeared. Okay. Here you go. Uh, didn't, clearly, they didn't want to hear what I had to I'm say. Pull, I'm pulling a headaches. <laughs> yeah, clearly. 
It's going to squeeze a lemon. Uh, no, coming back, I'll say, coming back from work week trips is nice coming home uh, to, to my significant other and the dog. So, um, yeah, you're my significant other. She's hearing me. She doesn't like the words I said. My fiance, significant uh, other. Ooh. It's nice back home. It's fun going a little work week trip, but it's nice being back home. So, um, you know, you know, just it's, it's nice enjoying the weekend back home. You know, hey, still getting some eye rolls. Significant other. That's yeah, what you say. You're shooting in the dark. Oh, boy. I, I get the shovel hope, out. Yeah, I hope she's Seriously. Her eyes at you. Sheesh. What? That's a very common term. Better. <laughs> wow. Okay. But as told, I might as well call her my partner. Okay. This is the first dissolved uh, engagement on week Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, um, so you know how I said it was really fun coming home. Maybe just stay on the business trip. Um, anyways. <laughs> no, All right. it was you. Mike. We don't I, – I side with Kelly here. She's probably like, what are you talking about? This is terrible. It's I okay. It. It's, it's like when you first get married and you accidentally say fiancé instead of wife. Like, That's there's no fair. harm That's by fair. it. It's just, it's just what you're yeah. used to. Yeah, yeah. I got you. still getting used to it. Yep. Anyways, over to you, Mike. Okay. Swear day, swear day. Yeah. So had a uh, had an amazing second honeymoon. Hope you get one, Stephen, um, oh, to Tahiti. Bougie. So that was. Uh, I still, I'm still um, absolutely disgusted by the fact that on an economy, you cannot go to the bathroom if you need to. Like I just, I don't what? know who built. What? Yeah. Oh Wait, yeah, what? what do you even mean? If you're sitting in the middle seat or the window seat, you cannot go to the bathroom without waking somebody up or asking uh, them. That's hey, that's their fault. To, that's the way. It goes. Well, that's on you for choosing. Why? No, you no, know, no, that's no, no. lesson learned for big hey, guys. You always choose the aisle seat. Understands that people have to be able to get yeah, out. Correct. That's the way it goes. Is that true? That's a future pod topic. I want to talk about this. This okay. Is, mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, airline, uh, airline etiquette? rules of engagement and etiquette. Yes. Hundred okay. percent. Well, when we start the weekend at Berkman's aviation division, mm-hmm. we're gonna build a big enough plane such that you can get up and walk around and go to the bathroom. There's no middle seat. To. Every seat. No seat. middle seat. There we no, go. Like United Polaris. Yeah. Anyway, but sorry, but for economy you. prices, because that's just that's just garbage that you can't. Like, what other place in the world, other than like? solitary confinement or torture chambers <laughs> can you not go to the bathroom and i'm paying for this guys i'm paying for this yeah. like a costanza thing here yeah yeah all right sorry it's your local knowledge mike I that's mean, okay but i want to talk about etiquette on a future mm-hmm. yes all right. well i am and i'm super excited about next weekend i'm i'm, I'm going to indy uh yes. I got some family engagements in indy uh, nephew graduating from school. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a proud moment. We're gonna do a lot of celebrating. Uh, not running in the mini this year, which uh, mm. which which works out well for me. Um, I'll I'll be sleeping in and saving the joints, but I'll I'll be uh, um, <laughs> I'll be participating in all the other revelry, and I will be making it over to the greater store um, yes. for a little bit of Stevens. 
I just realized we've added graders now to the Charmin list as well. So um, for some of Stephen's uh, favorite ice cream, maybe uh, maybe a couple of maybe a little bit of memorabilia. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I you know the older I get, I don't really agree with the saying. Um, well, I do agree with the saying, Stephen, that I like coming home after a long trip. Um, I think that's a sign of getting older. But also, uh, you you can go home again. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to spending some time with the family and doing something I used to do in my twenties, which was kind of an in and out weekend. So yeah. in in Friday night, out Sunday night. So that'll be that'll you be can fun. Taking everybody, but, and by everybody, I mean you and the spoos. Oh the yeah, me and another. Okay, cool. You're me and my other. <laughs> no, see how I did this? I did not say significant other. Got it. Okay. Me and my roommate will be going to going to Indy together. Me and, and my uh, mortgage partner. Yes, should yeah. be should be a blast. The old ball and chain. So, ooh. Ooh. all right, that's gonna do it. Another one in the books. Thanks to everyone for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. Take care.